Welcome to the Zen Crypto Show, where we explain cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology in simple terms, so you can feel comfortable interacting with crypto and investing in these exciting new digital assets. I'm your host, Sebastian Couture. Decentralized finance is an exciting area of finance that more and more people are discovering and leveraging to improve their lives. In this episode, we'll explore DeFi, as it's usually called. First, we look at the benefits of using DeFi compared to traditional finance, or TradFi. Second, we discuss some popular DeFi applications and how people are using them. And finally, we'll talk about the risks and things you should look out for. Let's get started. The world of traditional finance, or institutional finance as it's sometimes called, has its problems. It's inefficient, it's overly regulated, it's controlled by a handful of powerful companies who often charge exorbitant fees for their services, and it's simply inaccessible to the majority of the world's population. DeFi is a new frontier of finance which builds on the concepts put forth by cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum and sets in motion a technological and societal revolution as important as the web was to industries like publishing, music, movies, and commerce. Only this time, it's the financial industry which is being disrupted. DeFi is part of a larger trend you may have heard of, Web3. It's the third major iteration of innovation on the web, and it aims to create new building blocks for the internet where users are in control of their data and their money. Web3 is really at the center of everything we're discussing in this podcast series. Today, most of the blockchains you've heard of, Ethereum, Solana, Cosmos, Polkadot, Avalanche, and Polygon, just to name a few, have vibrant DeFi ecosystems worth hundreds of millions and even billions of dollars in value. Now, you might be wondering, where's Bitcoin in all of this? Does Bitcoin have DeFi? Well, because Bitcoin is limited to just a few core functionalities, and this is what makes Bitcoin so powerful and robust, it's nearly impossible for developers to build complex DeFi applications there yet. But there are ways to move Bitcoin into other blockchains such that Bitcoin holders can also participate in DeFi. Now let's look at some of the benefits of using DeFi. Decentralized finance is open finance for all. This means one does not need to apply to participate in DeFi and there are no credit checks or approvals. You don't need anyone's permission to use DeFi. The same goes for those who want to build DeFi applications. Just like there are no permits required to build a website, there are no government licenses needed to build a decentralized finance product. DeFi is available to anyone with a wallet with some funds on it and an internet connection. And your wallet is your login and password to use any DeFi app. DeFi applications are built using smart contracts, which we've touched on in previous episodes. 
These are the programs which run on blockchains and which can't be stopped or turned off. One of the benefits of using DeFi is that it's fast. Transactions are approved in seconds, not days, and DeFi never closes. Unlike traditional finance, which only operates during business hours, just like the internet, DeFi is available 24-7-365. And as for the cost of using DeFi, well, you only need to pay network transaction fees. And if you're not sure how that works, or if you need a refresher, go back and listen to our episode on fees to understand how this works. Most of the costs in traditional finance are fees paid to middlemen and intermediaries. I'm talking about banks, brokers, clearing houses, etc. DeFi has no middlemen. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, blockchains eliminate the need for many intermediaries. Finally, DeFi gives you full control over your assets and what you do with them. As long as you use a non-custodial wallet, which means a wallet where you have not given control of your assets to a third party, like an exchange, you are solely responsible for your funds and always have the ability to exit. Cryptocurrency exchanges like Coinbase, FTX, and Binance offer DeFi products as well, and they act similar to a bank in this regard. So they charge fees and commissions on your investments. They can set limits and caps on how much you can invest. They may impose specific times when you can withdraw and charge hefty fees for these withdrawals. And they only offer a small subset of the full range of DeFi services available. Because of the fees they charge, the returns on your investments using centralized exchange DeFi services are typically lower than what you would get for participating in DeFi directly. And of course, when accessing DeFi through centralized exchanges, you will need to provide your identity by submitting ID documents. What is perhaps the most important benefit and biggest value proposition of DeFi is that there are no metalmen and you are in full control of your assets at all times. So what can we do with DeFi? Well, let's look at some of the primary applications. The first and most used is trading tokens and coins. With the rise in popularity of blockchains like Ethereum and Solana, many projects and companies are building applications which have their own crypto token. And people want to trade these assets for one another. For example, you might want to trade some Bitcoin for Ether or Ether for the BAT token, which is used by the Brave web browser. Users can trade or swap tokens on decentralized exchanges. They work similarly to exchanges like Coinbase, Binance, and FTX, only they're fully decentralized, they live on the blockchain, and there are no middlemen. In a decentralized exchange, trades happen peer-to-peer, they're nearly instant, and the fees are very competitive. And unlike with centralized exchanges, which only allow you to trade a handful of tokens vetted by those companies, in DeFi, you can use every token in existence. 
Some popular decentralized exchanges are Uniswap, CowSwap, Paraswap, and OneInch. Now let's walk through a simple example of trading a token on Uniswap. You go to uniswap.org and open the app. The next step is to connect your wallet by choosing which wallet you want to use. If you're using Zengo, you can use Wallet Connect to log in. We'll cover Wallet Connect and how that works in a future episode. Once your wallet is connected, select the token you want to trade, for example, Ether, and the token you want to receive. Let's say USDC, a popular stablecoin, which is pegged to the US dollar price. When you're ready, hit swap and confirm the transaction in your wallet. Boom, you've just executed your first DeFi trade. Borrowing and lending is another popular DeFi application. Where typically one would go to a bank to get a loan, DeFi creates a mechanism by which people can lend and borrow cryptocurrencies in a peer-to-peer way. On one side, we have the lenders who have capital they want to lend. And on the other side, we have borrowers who wish to borrow money. The lenders can put their capital in what are called lending pools, where borrowers can make a request to the network to borrow money. Loans are approved nearly instantly without the need for paperwork or credit checks, and the lenders are usually paid interest on a permanent basis. Borrowers can decide to pay back their loans at any time and are automatically penalized if they default on the loan. This technology has huge potential as a way to individuals to provide funding for small businesses in places where access to financing is difficult. Some popular lending protocols you may have heard of are Aave and Compound. DeFi is also helping people save money with high interest savings accounts. Where banks today typically offer returns lower than 1% on people's savings, DeFi savings accounts can offer returns upwards of 20% on deposits. The Anchor protocol on the Terra blockchain is a popular DeFi savings account. We also have stablecoins. These are cryptocurrencies whose price is always equivalent to that of a major currency like the US dollar or the euro. Stablecoins are an essential aspect of DeFi because they allow people to trade their volatile assets for a stable assets within crypto. This means you can trade your ETH, your Bitcoin, or your SOL for US dollars without having to move money in and out of your bank account, which can take days. The most popular stablecoins are USDC, USDT, UST, and DAI. There are many more DeFi applications which mirror existing traditional financial products, like derivatives, futures contracts, and certain types of insurance. But we'll focus on these for now. Now let's look at some of the risks involved with using DeFi. The most obvious risk is that you could lose your initial capital. Cryptocurrency markets are known to have periods of volatility, which can be great, but it can also be devastating. So keep in mind that in crypto, 
There are individual investors, but there are also very sophisticated investors with massive amounts of capital that have the ability to move markets. You've probably heard of massive hacks which cost users millions of dollars in losses. This is yet another risk of using DeFi. We learned in a previous episode that blockchains are decentralized computers that host applications written in code or smart contracts. Sometimes the people and teams who write these applications unknowingly leave bugs in their code. These are honest mistakes which are very difficult to spot. When these bugs are discovered, hackers can exploit them and sometimes steal the money inside these apps. If a DeFi app you're interacting with is discovered to have a vulnerability and gets hacked, you could lose money. And while there is no DeFi app which is 100% safe from bugs, it's always better to use dApps that have been vetted and audited by software security experts. And as we've discussed in previous episodes, access to the wallet and the keys which control it is paramount. Should someone gain access to your private keys or the password to your wallet, it's game over. So choose a wallet which doesn't store your keys on your computer or your phone and be sure to store the backup to your wallet in a safe place. Or even better, use a wallet that has by design no private keys. So Zengo is a great example of an MPC wallet which doesn't store keys on your phone. And you should always be extra vigilant when using a browser extension wallet as these are easy to hack if someone gains access to your computer. And of course, never share your password or private key with anyone. Even if a person presents themselves as a support agent or part of a project team, lots of people try to scam unsuspecting crypto holders by claiming they need access to their key in order to help them. This is a sure shot way to lose money fast. Using a keyless wallet like Zengo protects you from these kinds of attacks because simply the wallet gives you nothing to share with these individuals. DeFi is an exciting new frontier of finance which is gaining maturity. And there are many opportunities for retail investors who are looking for an alternative to the laughable returns offered by traditional banks. But where there is opportunity, there are also risks, and it's important to be fully aware of what they are when you invest any amount of money in crypto. If you want to start using DeFi, start with small amounts to understand the mechanisms of the system and never make decisions under pressure. Take your time, understand what you're doing, and of course, have fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Crypto Show, which is produced by Zengo, where you can buy, sell, trade, and earn cryptocurrencies with mind-bending simplicity and safety. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know what you learned by leaving a review. And if you'd like to suggest a topic for future episodes, email podcast at zengo.com. Until next time, stay zen.